Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Permission to board, please. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mothership? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. Welcome inside the Permission Granted Podcast, everybody. This is the show about the show, the show within the show. This is the inner sanctum, the inner workings of the dock. And as always, you can get this so many different ways you can download it by simply going to iTunes and searching Permission Granted or the normal DA show iTunes feed has this in Sunday Morning Football and the normal show as well. You can get it on our website also, daoncbs.com. That's daoncbs.com. So coming up on Saturday, I'm headed down to my annual SEC, well, annual college football road trip. I began by saying SEC because mostly I've gone to SEC schools the last couple of years, but not all the time. So my annual road trip with, with, the, with the guys, college football-wise, is going to be Athens, Georgia for Auburn at Georgia Saturday. Now, this has become a very interesting scenario because in the past – I've gone to College Station for Johnny Manziel and a Texas A&M game. I've been to Nebraska for a Cornhuskers game. I've been to Notre Dame for an Irish game. I've been to USC for a Trojans game. In the SEC, I've been to Auburn. Last year we did this game, but it was Georgia at Auburn on the Plains, Jordan-Hare Stadium. I've been to Tiger Stadium at LSU. Been to Tuscaloosa for a Bama game have kind of dotted the map on a ton of different spots in different regions of the country. And I'm always, it's a total thrill to do any of these because they all have such, they pack such a punch. They all have such unique qualities to them. I did Tennessee a couple of years ago on Rocky Top and Vol Navy on the river was just amazing. And then, you know, the flip side of that is this year got to go out to Boise for a Boise State game, locked in the mountains, and that was incredible. So I have not been to Georgia. I have not been to Athens. This is one of those rare SEC schools, major schools. I've been to the Swamp for a Florida Gators game that have not been able to get to, and they've been a really good team for a really long time and a really big stadium and a place that really cares about college football. I went to Ole Miss a couple of years ago for a Nomad episode. You can watch that online. That was incredible to see the Grove when Alabama came to town last year. As I mentioned, the Auburn trip, that's a Nomad episode as well. So this year, we're going to do the the Georgia trip. And it began with, well, let's pick the best game on the schedule. Auburn at Georgia. These are two top 10 preseason teams. 
before the season, this was viewed as a potential number six versus number eight or number five versus number eight or something like that. I mean, this was going to be epic. So he circled it and said, perfect. Well, fast forward now to early November. It's not so epic anymore. Auburn's season has basically fallen apart, and Georgia has locked up the SEC East last week against Kentucky. So there is really nothing to play for here except except that Georgia can't afford another loss if they want to get into the playoff. So here has been the drama surrounding this game. We had it lined up. We wanted to go see Auburn at Georgia. And obviously, these were going to be two really good teams, a lot on the line. This was going to be clearly the game of the week of the SEC. There's no other really scintillating matchups. This is going to be the 330 CBS kick. The 330 SEC on CBS window. We were all locked in on it. And then Auburn season had a tailspin. And then Georgia would lock up the SEC East. And so this wouldn't matter in the standings for either one of those. And that means it got bumped. And we said, oh, no, that means no CBS connection on tickets. And that also means we're either getting up bright and early for a noon kick, bad, or staying up late for a 7 p.m. darkness kick, Bad, maybe, but maybe not as bad as a noon kick. And so here we are. It ends up being the 7 o'clock Eastern kick on ESPN. And what does this mean? When will we wake up on Sunday morning? How will I have any energy for Sunday morning football? Will I ever even go to bed? Should I just drive straight to Atlanta? Because I'll be doing Sunday morning football from the ATL beginning at 9 a.m. Eastern time. So I've got to figure out waking up in Athens, getting to Atlanta for Sunday morning football after a nighttime kick in Athens. This is not good. Once we saw it was the 7 o'clock kick on ESPN, the five of us all going, collective sigh. Oh. But at least it wasn't the noon because then it would have been, oh, oh, oh. And if Georgia loses to Auburn, it gives not many people much hope that they could potentially knock off Alabama. So they do need to be one loss going into the SEC title game for a hope at the playoff, I think. And so that makes this kind of interesting. But I'm interested in a couple of other things as well. Number one, I I need some good Southern food when I go down to Georgia. And number two, I need the tailgate situation to see what that's all about. And number three... I need to see where Dogs fans are at because for years they've been beaten down because of the weight of expectations not living up to them. Mark Richt always expected to be a 10-win team, but there was a loss or two or three along the way, normally in a big spot, shooting themselves to the foot. The the Georgia-Clemson was the team that could only get so far then hit their head in the glass ceiling, and then they broke through. And now Georgia had, had become that as well. But then last year, they get all the way to the national championship game and have Alabama on the ropes. So what are they now? I'd like to, I'm going to talk to Dogs fans down there about how they feel about their potential. Do they feel like they have shaken the idea that they can't win? Or, you know, are they still back in that because they're the little brothers to Alabama? So I'm excited about all of that. If you have 
Any suggestions about where to eat, where to drink, where to go in Athens, hit me up on Twitter, DA on CBS, or on Facebook, facebook.com slash the DA show, or on email. My email address is damon.amendolara at intercom.com. Intercom, not spelled with an I, but with an E, E N T E R C O M dot C O M. So as I mentioned also, this trip will be a Nomad episode, which I'm really excited about because the Boise trip Nomad episodes were just so much fun to make. And for those that don't know, I film the footage, I produce it, I edit it. It's something that I've always loved to do. I love video production when I was a a kid. um, I loved setting up my brother and I had a, a home movie camera that my my parents bought for themselves my dad bought for himself but we kind of commandeered at a young age and so we always used to make home movies and my brother's such a whiz he went into cinematography and and uh, movie production and video production but he was such a whiz we were able to set up editing um, our movies on a VCR by having two VCRs connected to one, one another and playing and pausing and recording and editing that way, a really rudimentary way of of recording at a very early age. But um, as I grew older and technology became better, I just always loved it. So I love putting together these little vignettes and videos about my trips. Um, And it has been uh, really rewarding to go on trips like we did to Boise and be able to kind of like show the spirit of the place that I'm going to and put it on display. And Boise, as I've talked about, I'm sure incessantly, so many of you guys are probably sick of me talking about Boise, Idaho. It got, you know, we we had enough footage for two different episodes. The first one was just about the football game. And this was the debut episode of the new season, season number three of Nomad. And um, it was about the tailgating and about the atmosphere around the game and inside the game and the game itself. And then the second episode, because that was so much, I, I, I couldn't, usually I would try to keep episodes to around eight to ten minutes. There was so much stuff I had to do another episode about our our trip in large to the city. And so episode number two of this season was about um, going to Idaho Pizza Company and having uh, TJ, one of the members of the city council, uh, bestow upon us the uh, the plaque for Damon Amendolara Day, which was just incredible. It was also about my trip to Goldie's to go eat breakfast and how delicious their sriracha hollandaise sauce was. Me and Mraz go to Boise Fry Company and trying some of the best potatoes we had ever had, some of the best French fries we'd ever had. It was all these other moments, my hike on Table Rock, that I tried to sew together into the fabric, the quilt of my experience there. So if you haven't had a chance to watch those episodes, definitely check them out because they they really were representative and symbolic of what a tremendous trip it was. And, um, you know, if you have a chance, go back and watch last year's uh, episode about going to the Auburn game because uh, then I was in the middle of Toomer's Corner and toilet paper all over the place and Toomer's Corner getting rolled, which is a historically cool, legendary type of experience. And then the year before that, being in the Grove, which is one of the greatest college football tailgates, maybe the best I've ever been around at Ole Miss when Alabama came to town against Ole Miss. That was just absolutely awesome as well. I went to Rocky Top, as I mentioned, uh, for a Tennessee game two years ago and got to hike around the uh, the Smoky Mountains and um, just kind of soak in that beauty and that majesty. So college football has brought me to a lot of really amazing places 
that uh, I wouldn't have been able to have an excuse to go to without them and uh, be able to really see the town, the area, the state, and meet the people and eat the food, and that's just something that I love so much. So uh, if you have a chance to watch those episodes of Nomad, definitely give them a, give them a look because it'll set you, set you up for this week's or whenever I end up producing um, the Georgia versus Auburn game for this year. And, by the way, you should watch last year Lucifer's Den. That's what we nicknamed the hotel that we stayed at in Auburn. It was by far the most heinous, vile, disgusting, murder-intrusive hotel that I have ever stayed at. And that's saying something because I've stayed at some bad ones. But that's where we stayed. This is the only place I could get a spot. I was in charge of booking, and uh, that was the last hotel left, and that was months ahead of time. So there was nothing in the area. This year, I knew I had to get on it, so I booked our place. Gosh, I think I booked it in maybe February. I think I booked it in February for November to make sure I got ahead of things. As soon as the schedule came out, I said, this is the game we're going to, right, everybody? Okay, I'm on it so that I couldn't get nailed for the Lucifer's Den again. So definitely check out those episodes. And when you go there, just hit subscribe to my channel. That would be awesome because then you'll get a notification every time that you, we get an episode. And every time we add a subscriber, um, YouTube helps our algorithm for other people to find the episodes. You know, if you have like five subscribers, YouTube doesn't help you out. But if you have a 1,000 subscribers, they help you out, push out, um, that to suggested videos and, um, you know, this shows up in searches easier. So that would be awesome if you could do that because it helps other people see if these are your towns, your teams, your cities, it helps other people see those experiences that I had. So that's number one. And number two, I'll be doing Sunday morning football from down in Georgia, down in Atlanta, our 92.9, the fan studios down there, which is going to be very cool. So I'll do Sunday morning football from down there beginning at 9 a.m. Eastern time, 6 a.m. Pacific. And so I'll have your instantaneous next morning reaction to what happened in Georgia versus Auburn. Now, here's the thing. We got a little nipped on the game time because all of these big games we've gone to have been middle-of-the-day afternoon games because we try to pick the biggest game to go to, and it's normally, at least in the SEC, a 3.30 kick Eastern time That's the CBS game. That's the way it's happened for the last couple of years. Last year, Georgia at Auburn was it. The year before that, we had Alabama at Ole Miss. That was it. When we went to Texas A&M, that was it. I mean, we've we've hit this on on the nose a couple of times. We went out to LSU. That was it. Not this time. And so it's a 7 p.m. night kick. And I'm a little worried. Me and the buddies are a little worried that it's going to be a real tough Sunday morning wake-up call because I'm going to wake up in Athens on Sunday morning. you got to get over to Atlanta, which is about 90 minutes away, to do the show. You figure kickoff is at 7. That means game time's over 10.30 to 11. I'm not going to bed right at that point in time. Probably going to go out for a little bit. And so what time am I getting to bed? What time am I getting up? How much sleep am I really going to get? I could have really used next week being daylight savings time. But instead, I lost it. It's all because this game doesn't mean anything, and so it got booted out of the 3.30 window. We all said it's at least it's better than noon because if it was noon, there's no time to tailgate. You know, i got to get out there for four hours to tailgate. I can't do that with a noon kick. Let me say this. The Sunday morning football show is always one of my favorite shows to do all season long because we get to react to college football immediately. And I just love that for two hours, we just pump you full of the best 
information and opinions on the NFL and college football. And I just think there's not anything like it. Most shows on Sunday morning are just about previewing the NFL. And college shows never go into the NFL. We give you both with opinions and information and highlights and interviews. So I love it. But you know what else I love? I love the throwback nature of Sunday morning football. Because I became an NFL fan in the 80s. I became a football fan of the 80s, watching both the NFL and college. And when we play the old school theme songs from the NFL on CBS, I just have the hair on the back of my neck stands up. Because I can picture Brent Musburger and Jimmy the Greek and Irv Cross breaking down my games for me. I can think of them. I can see them in my mind's eye. And I think of Madden and Summerall, and I think of the You're Looking Live. And just to hear those with watching, you know, the old suits and the old 80s hair and the old 80s graphics, just it gives me such a warm, nostalgic glow. And then to add on to that, that the great Kevin Harlan, one of the great broadcasters of our era, has lent his voice to our open. It's one of the greatest thrills of my career to know that a script that I wrote is voiced by a guy that I really respect over a song that I get goosebumps over. I mean, just listen to this right now. If you have not had a chance to listen to it, this is the brand new Sunday morning football open voiced by Kevin Harlan that we play every single week. And if this doesn't get you ready to roll, I don't know what will. And also note that in the studio, I I was able to collect, we'll just say from a lot of different ways, some purchases, some other ways. Old school NFL pennants. So I've got a St. Louis Cardinals pennant, an old L.A. Rams pennant, an old Oakland Raiders pennant. And I rock them in the studio behind me, and it's just so cool with these sounds. So listen to this right now and tell me this is not just inspiring. Fall turns to winter, and with it, contenders become champions. And the game is over! The game is over! Let the celebration begin! But pretenders become exposed, and dreams will be dashed. Fires into the end zone! Georgia is on the mind of teams looking for a Super Bowl. Welcome to Atlanta Sightseeing. Ma'am, in this brochure, it says this tour is crunk. It's a gold rush for college football's national championship. Rolls up, looks long, throws, end zone, touchdown. Alabama, the champion of college football. The road to glory is documented here. But now is the time to work and strain at a sport that tests the spirit challenges the break. It's Sunday Morning Football with your host, D.A., only on CBS Sports Radio. Oh, isn't that the best? Isn't that the best? So check out Sunday Morning Football and let the goosebumps happen to you every single Sunday morning right here on CBS Sports Radio and all the same places you can listen to the D.A. show. I will get you on the flip side of this uh, trip to Athens and uh, where we ate, where we drank, and uh, how the how the nighttime kickoff of an early morning wake up worked. Wow! As we say around here, 
Wow. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Right now, time for side B, and Mraz joins us driving through the mountains of Tennessee on his way back from the wedding and over to Nashville. Mraz, where are you now? Uh, I am currently, I think, the approximate 35 minutes outside of Nashville. Couldn't tell you the town. All I see is trees. We uh, a little while ago by the Chattatoochee River and Lake. Uh, that was something else. Oh, this is okay. I'm getting on a phone here, Christina or Christiana, Tennessee, whatever that might be. Okay, all right. Yeah, so, you'd be surprised. Before we were trying to find a DA show affiliate, it was a little rough sledding out here <laughs> with uh, with radio service. Well, just so you know, you can uh, watch us at watchda.com or available at uh, the radio.com app as well. Heck of a plug there. Yeah. So, <clears throat> beautiful country down there. It, you know, you were trashing your cousin last week because of the um, the camping culture and that you were having to stay in a cabin. And then all I saw was pictures all weekend long of you having a great time in a cabin and up in the woods. Well, I'll say this. It was beautiful. And like we said, on a river and all of that good stuff. The problem is when the lights go out, it turns dark. It's like the hills have eyes. So, the you know, the camping culture and all of that stuff in a cabin is really cool until the sun goes down, and then you have to lock yourself in and just pray you survive whatever mass murderers and bears are running around the woods. Any mountain lions? No mountain lions, um, barely any deer. I was actually surprised. We did stay on a fast-moving uh, river where my dad bought a fishing rod, and he thought he was going to catch any trout, and uh, no, didn't catch a thing, so we didn't even see any water wildlife either. Huh, and so you're driving through the mountains now on your way to Nashville because your dad wants to go and have a good honky-tonk party in Nashville. Correct, correct. Yeah, we're going to go do a little country music, line dancing, eating, drinking, all that stuff for two days. So we got out. We were actually right by, I didn't, realize, I didn't even realize this was a thing, but we were a mere 11 minutes away from North Carolina, Tennessee, and Georgia's uh, three-way crossover. Okay. Like, we were right there, and we went to go see it. Turns out private property, you're not even allowed on this quote-unquote historical landmark, which I think is a bit of a farce. Why is that a farce? Well, because if you're going to have three states cross over, you've got to have somewhere for everybody to pull over and take pictures. You can't have somebody living on that. Because that's basically a done for the day. Exactly. I could I could have just ran a lap in three states, been done for the day, crossed them all off. <laughs> so did, did your cousin ever find out that you had trashed her on Trash Tuesday? No, I kept that totally away from her. And to be fair, the wedding, the place she had, it was beautiful. Mountains, everything like that. But no, it was not brought up, thankfully, and I hope it never does. We'll bury the tapes. What was going on in that cabin? It looked like there was a lot of you staying in the same cabin, and I could only imagine that made for some awkward moments. Yeah, it, well, first of all, it's forget just me and my wife. Then you throw my parents, my sisters, we're all in this cabin, and you got deer heads hanging on the walls. Downstairs was cool. We had some pool table, foosball, stuff like that. Yeah. But I, I didn't know ahead of time when we picked out this cabin what exactly a loft was. I always thought it was something fancy in New York City. Yeah. So I blurted out when it said they had a couple bedrooms and a loft. I blurted out that Danielle and I would take the loft. I didn't realize I wasn't even getting a wall. So basically any <laughs> sound that was made for three days. Uh, any creak, anybody talking. I mean, even if me and Daniel whispering to each other, my mom's yelling from four rooms away to keep quiet. It's uh, 
I'll never stay in a loft again. I could cross that off done for the day. Yeah, because a loft in New York City is essentially a room without a bedroom. So it's one big room without walls to separate other rooms because you get so little space that the loft is supposed to be, well, the, the space is just whatever you have. You put the bed in the corner and maybe put a bookshelf in front of it or a table in front of it to kind of create some barrier. But it's supposed to have high ceilings so that you take advantage of the height instead of the width. But what you're talking about with a loft is simply it was an elevated place to sleep without the wall. Right. I basically would walk up the stairs from the living room, and I would just have an edge overlooking the TV and couches still and had literally no privacy whatsoever. Even if I was, you know, butt naked with six people in there trying to get dressed, I'm trying to scramble (laughs) and put pants on as quick as possible. Got barely a barricade. (laughs) Um, How did you end up handling a Sunday of NFL with a wedding? That's a real big no-no for you. Well, the wedding was on Saturday, so I got real unique on Sunday. My aunt had a cabin up in wherever, Cherry Log, Georgia. And I thought going in, first of all, because it's freezing up there, that we would be inside this cabin. Turned out she threw an outdoor, uh, if you a party with a fire and everything. Luckily, I brought my laptop, and she had excellent Wi-Fi. So we did red zone for the 1 o'clock Eastern games on my 13-inch laptop or whatever it is, very small. And then because it gets so damn dark after the, the turn back the clocks, we were out of there by 4.30 because you have to get home before the Bears and the Mountain Lions and everything eat you. And we were able to watch Saints Rams back at the cabin into the Sunday night game as well. But thankfully, I packed a laptop for Red Zone to keep track of all the early stuff. I actually kept uh, was able to watch everything, which I, I thought might have been in trouble, but we, we took care of business. So you were really scared about the Lions and the Tigers and the Bears, oh my, once the, dar- when, once the darkness came down. Right, and that was the thing. Are you more scared of people coming through the woods? Like we watched a scary movie Friday. Are you more scared of the murderers or are you scared of the animals? I think you're scared of the animals because they don't know what they're doing. My cousin had they had grizzly bear markings uh, on their deck by their hot tub. Uh, they apparently looked these up, and they were grizzly bears up there. I don't even know if that's a thing, but, yeah, you can't have that. <laughs> like, so, you shouldn't be living where the bears live. That's not a lifestyle you want to take on. <laughs> so Connor Green is filling in for you this week, Monday, Tuesday, yep. Wednesday, young Connor Green. Love and Connor. and he's, a, he's a young rookie. We've talked about how, how he has a, a calm demeanor and that he, he seems to be under control quite a bit. Here's how he booked the day's guests. He got Dan Wetzel on college football in the 9 o'clock hour, and then okay. and then Jamie Dukes on the NFL 10 o'clock hour. How would you grade him out in comparison to what uh, you would get on a Monday? Well, he's got to get an A-plus where I get a C, because I would only go one guest. Sure. As soon as I book one guest, I'm done for the day. <laughs> he, took the, he took the initiative to get two guests. So that's one better. However, he doesn't get, he'll get an A, not an A plus, because I did have to give him Jamie Dukes' number as he texted me yesterday. And luckily, he called me in the 15 minutes I had good Wi Fi on my phone to be able to give him that number. Okay. Now, I will but say. But still, yeah, to take the initiative for two guests, that's, that's big stones. Because you know me, I book one guest. If he fails, hey, we'll figure it out. <laughs> uh, do you have any worry at all that with all this time off, four shows in a row, you were off Friday and now Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday? Um, that a guy like a Connor or perhaps a guy by the name of Robbie could step no, in no. and uh, and take some of your uh, your glow. I was hoping it'd be Robbie to fill in because you would you wouldn't survive and you'd be begging for me to come back. Connor does worry me a little bit because let's be honest, he's better at his job than I am. <laughs> so with that, yeah, that would worry me a little bit. But we'll be back Thursday. I'll be there and everything will be back to normal. You know, I'll be half-assing it. I'm sure we'll have some A-roll of the guests, and we'll figure it out. I will say, Connor's a great dude, um, but, you know, walking into the pre-show meeting 
without you, me, Cap, and, and Connor, it's just not the same. That pre-show meeting, you know, that, that gets my juices flowing. What well, uh, sets the tone for the day? We do more joking than we do planning of a show. Yeah, and it sets the tone, gets you in a good mood. I always enjoy it, especially after a, a Sunday when the Patriots win. We can uh, we can lament uh, that and talk about how awful that is. Oh, and by the way, did they, did they need more bad calls last night? Do I know not to go too sportsy, but are you kidding me? Well, I mean, I, I you know, I put that, uh, I tweeted that out because they they get a guy kicked out of the game for you know a mere slap instead of a fifteen was, yarder. And you never see she swaps like that all the time. That was ridiculous. Exactly. And there's a couple other of uh, moments that just went totally against the Packers. And I happen to say, like, oh, welcome to being a road team at Foxborough. And of course, I mean, there's all the Patriots fans that say, oh, you're making excuses. Oh, that's so weak. It's the same for both sides. I don't know, man. I've been watching a lot of football for a long time. When you go to Gillette Stadium, the road team never gets the calls. Nope, and of course you had the Red Sox there with that dumb trophy acting like it mattered this year. So stupid. Well, it did matter. That's a, that championship matters as much as any other championship. No, no. It would have only mattered if the Yankees had won. We know this. It doesn't matter if the Red Sox win. It only matters if the Yankees win. So if the Astros went back-to-back, it doesn't really count? Well, no, it would count because Houston hasn't won a lot. When the, but that, that's an irrelevant Boston championship. They've won enough. So I don't need them flexing it around Foxborough. What about the Cubs? Would that have counted? I've soured on them, but I guess. All right, we'll throw them a ball. <laughs> what about the San Francisco Giants? You know what? No, because they have the Warriors and they've had enough giant championships. Enough with them, too. They're, you know, we, we're just not around it in the Northeast enough. That's arrogance, too. I wonder about your Dolphins because they got a win yesterday. But I Yeah, said... it was ugly on that field after the rain the night before in Duke, Miami. But, yes. My Dolphins. Your Finos. My Finos. My Finos. <laughs> Things not like we got, we got uh, you know, it was a Rashad Jones walking <laughs> off the field, Adam Gase. Nobody wants to play for Adam Gase, apparently. So, no, things not looking good for my Finos. <laughs> All right. Well, have a great rest of your trip with uh, Pops, Bob the Deli Man. Tell Bob the Deli Man I said hello and have a great Nashville trip, and we'll see you on the flip side. All right. Sounds good. Little Titans Cowboys tonight. Let's go. Yeah, is that right? Is that right? Too bad it's not in Nashville or I would, you know, be there. But, hey, we'll go to the hockey concert and watch some Monday Night Football. All right, I'll man. be back Thursday. All right. Enjoy. Oh, so there you go. A little Mraz hit on the side B from uh, the hills of Tennessee. So that'll wrap up the PGP, the Permission Granted Podcast. Remember to subscribe, and this will be on your podcast feed, wherever it is. Next week, I'll have my breakdown of the Georgia and Auburn game. My buddy Pens, who you know from the flag football um, play-by-play and color broadcast from last summer, uh, I'll be going down with him. He is my my normal compadre that has been through all of these uh, with me, so He'll join us next week, I think, on the podcast to uh, break down the Athens trip. And uh, he's a he's a longtime listener to the show, and he's a really good radio mind. So I want him to kind of weigh in on the Robbie situation and where huge freeze uh, fits in in his mind in this show and the greater scheme of radio. All right, so that'll do it for the PGP. We will see you throughout the week on the DA. And for now, the Permission Granted Podcast disconnects. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.